Hey, y'all, before we get started, if you haven't connected with us over on Instagram or Twitter, it is at NFTs, number four, newbies. Again, NFTs for newbies. We post a lot of behind the scenes stuff, some extra tips and tricks and education around this crazy world of Web3 and NFTs. Find us on Instagram or Twitter, NFTs for newbies. Hey, y'all, this is part two of our conversation with Decline about how creatives can take advantage of this NFT space. Now, listen, if you did not check out part one, it is linked in the show notes. But if you're an artist and creative and want to get in on this game, you want to check this out. Look, are you interested in investing or collecting NFTs but are overwhelmed with all the information? Heather and I were true, true NFT newbies. We're going to break it down as we're learning, as we wander unafraid into the world of digital art. Listen, y'all, we're going to cure you of your FOMO, mildly educate you, and give our unqualified opinions and hopefully have a lot of laughs along the way. If there's artists, NFT world is super crazy and interesting. Like... If someone's first impression of the NFT world, who's a traditional artist, is crypto punks, and they're like, what the hell is that? How is that worth that much? What is this zombie thing? What are these um, fish? Or what are these board ape yacht club things? And they feel that the kind of art that they have might not belong on a place that's so kind of forward-oriented. Yeah. What would you tell them? Um, you know, I, I just feel like some of the highlights we see are some of the most creative things, but old art or traditional art can still thrive in this marketplace as well. Or would you disagree or agree? I think we tend to project our own view of our art as what art is. And in reality, it's much broader than any individual's creative expression. And it goes back to, like I was saying about the artist Robness and that story I wrote, the whole point of that story was what constitutes art, you know, and it went back to Marcel Duchamp taking a urinal and turning it around and calling it a fountain and signing it and saying, this is art, you know? Yeah. And point being, art is whatever you decide art is. <laughs> so, you know, um, yeah, I mean, it's wide open in my opinion. And yeah, crypto, fun crypto punks are a form of expression and that's what makes them art. And whether or not you like it is an entirely different story, you know? Sure. Um, so. And the other thing about it for me as a creative person, as a creator, is when I create something and I like it, chances are statistically someone else there probably will think it's cool too, right? So <laughs> if you're a creator and you're creating something and you like it, there's got to be other people who think it's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the beauty of, the, of, of crypto art is that the market is so huge. You know, yeah. it's not like a traditional art scene where maybe you set up somewhere downtown somewhere at some trendy art scene and, you know, maybe a few hundred people, if it's a good day, a few hundred people walk by and see your art. Like statistically, what's the chance of finding someone who's going to be like, wow, I love that piece, right? I mean, here you're you're open to the entire world. And we're <laughs> still a very small market, right? Yeah. We still, like how what percent of people even hold a a crypto wallet of any sort? Less than 1%, right? How many yes. of those people are into NFTs? Five mm. percent, maybe. Like you're talking such a tiny fraction. We have no idea how big this is going to get. 
And that's why, you know, you said earlier too, you know, how busy it's or how saturated it's been over this past year. It's interesting because mm-hmm. it is, but it's also still, there's such a huge opportunity here. And I think coming in as a creative and an artist, you know, when you start talking about, you know, like building community and collaborations and stuff and just overcoming the tech piece of like, okay, I've got to go to this website and make this wallet and what does minting mean and all of that. And then thinking about now too, you need to learn community building. And maybe that's mm-hmm. not a skill set that you've had as a, as a creative person. Um, is, are those really just the only two elements we need to be considering is just the tech piece of getting our art actually on there and then be focused on building community after that? Or what other missing pieces are there? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I actually, I think I prioritize community over the tech part, right? Because the thing is, if you have the, social, the soft skills, you can learn the other skills. Right. If you have the social skills and the social networking, you can reach out to another artist and say, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Can you help me? And someone <laughs> will help you. Right. That's true. You know, I mean, obviously you want to get to know people so you feel like you can trust them. And you also don't want to be in a place where you're risking a lot on your initial foray into it. So I wouldn't put thousands of dollars into a wallet to begin with. Right. But um, yeah, I think the main thing is the connecting the the because from there you can do anything, you know. Uh, I can reach out to hundreds of different people and say, hey, I, you know, I had someone on Instagram the other day, phenomenal musician. I'm not going to say her name. Just 17 years old, though. And I was looking, she was asking, how do I get into NFTs? Right. And she's, I couldn't believe her music. You're like, her. I'll airdrop you one. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so basically, but I knew a number of other people. I'm like, well, you could speak to this person who's, you know, a wow. musician with NFTs and you could talk to this person who's uh, a musician in NFTs. And so I connected her with those people. Right. Wow. That's what you need. That's what you need. People you don't need to know people, a lot of tech. Yeah. I, I, I always think people who make, who connect people, you never forget those people. Like if you made like, let's just say I didn't know Heather and you connected me with Heather and I'm like, Heather's amazing. This is crazy. I'll never forget that you were responsible for that. So that's right. awesome for you. Oh, for sure. I have a question on creating though. Um, you know, so you started, you, you got addicted you know, a little bit. You started creating more and more. Still we in. always, Heather and I always talk about the FOMO of like, mm. oh, I got to buy this or, you know, like we don't want to miss the wave. But as a creator or an artist, do you ever feel pressure? Like I need to step my shit up. Like, look at this. Like, look at everything that's going on around here. This is some of the best art I've ever seen. Do you feel that? Like you got to level up? The whole thing's a game to me, honestly. Really? I I feel like... I don't know, you ever play like an MMO where you level up and it's the ding, you know what I mean? Like I set myself goals and that's like leveling up in my mind when I reach those goals. So, you know, for example, when I began, I was like, I want to get on a curated platform, right? So that was my goal. And so I started on Rarible and OpenSea and I built up portfolio to the point that I had a style, I guess you could say, a, a style people could recognize. That's yes. really important. It's super recognizable, by the way. Like, I love it. It's Thank it, you. Im, Im, easy to distinguish. I do stuff that's not recognizable, but that's not, you know, my signature. You know what I mean? Style. Um, and so that's, that's an important element is, you know, and it doesn't mean that you have to only do that, but you have to have something that if you are going to go to a curated platform, you're going to be able to say to them, okay, here's my portfolio that kind of shows who I am as an artist. And some artists I've spoken to went for like the range. They're like, look at this range of art I have. But I generally, I don't think that's what they're looking for. They're looking for a style that people can see and go, oh, that's such and such an artist. Right? Interesting. 
And that's what the curated platforms are going for. So that was like one of my early goals was to get on a curated platform. I, I, I was fortunate to be early enough that that wasn't crazy. Okay. So I managed to get on Known Origin after a couple of months in the space because I was doing all these zombies that people really liked. And I do plenty of stuff besides zombies, but they were just really commercially successful and a lot of people <laughs> liked the style. And so I just leveraged that. Now, as soon as I was on Norigen, Known Origin, I, already, I immediately flipped to making other stuff on that platform because I didn't want to just be known for that yeah. one style. So then I started doing like the cube pop type stuff and the corrupted beauty type things, you know, because I get tired of the one style after yep. a while. Is there something that you would advise creators to do sooner than later as far as building their community? Community is a skill set, um, mm -hmm. something that you have to learn how to do. <laughs> and I, I know that, you know, Gary's talked a lot about that's going to be the next thing is people who are really good at building community. And I think there's confusion on how to do that with like retweet for this and like for this and all this stuff yeah, and that like thin. spamming people. So can can you got create some context around what are the action steps to actually building a real community for your art? I think a big part of it is recognizing other great artists and promoting them, Ooh, boy. which seems maybe counterintuitive. But when I see cool art, I say, whoa, that's awesome. And I tweet that out. And then those people go, oh, thanks. And then they'll talk to you. And, you know, come on. It's so it, and I'm not saying that to be manipulative. What I'm saying is when you're building up the people around you, it's going to benefit you anyway. That takes security, sure. though. A lot of people are super like, you know, the scarcity thing of like, there's only so much on the table, right? Hmm. I don't know if I believe that applies to this market. Really? That's encouraging. I don't know if it does. I mean, in terms of the scarcity of your artwork, yes. But in terms of, I feel like it's one of those rising tide lifts all boats kind of concepts. I, I don't know yeah. about you, but when I see people in Twitter going, hey, look at my stuff, look at my stuff, look at my stuff, and everybody else's threads, is it appealing to you? No, never. It's not, it's not appealing to me. I remember doing it early on where it would be some thread of somebody's art and being like, oh, well, look at my art. Oop. I love And I then love I was like, wait a minute, yeah. that's kind of rude, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, when it's early on, you don't know what to do. I remember right. there was one, a Twitter spaces the other day, I remember where we were talking about, I forget, it was some topic. And then we opened up the mic to somebody and they're like, hi, I'm so-and-so, I create this art. If you go to this site, you can see my art. It's like, yeah. nobody's going to listen to that. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I don't know, I, when I when I gave Clubhouse a shot for you know two whole months, that would happen. Like we'd be in the middle of a really good room, and then someone would come on and be like, "So I," and there's just like, "Dude, just <laughs> trap door, man, trap door, kick them off." Hey guys, we're going to take a really quick break to let you know about a course that I went through that I really loved, and it's called NFTs Simplified. Now, this is from Sean Specey, who came out with this really short, easy to digest NFT course to help brand new newbies learn the how and why behind NFTs, how to buy NFTs, what in the world is minting phase, secondary market, a little bit about security. I originally connected with Sean because I loved his graphics and the way that he was able to draw out and literally simplify this whole NFT game. And even being in the space for quite a while and understanding 
some of these basic concepts when I went through the course. I just loved it and actually learned some things. It's linked up in the show notes. It's NFTs Simplified and it's only 19 bucks. So click over there, grab the course. If you're like me and you need to see things visually drawn out, Sean's going to help you out. Again, that is NFTs Simplified. I got a question about uh, pricing. Mm. How do you price? Like, how do you know? Like, I didn't think twice about mm. buying yours. And I'm not saying it was cheap. And I'm not saying it was overpriced. And I was happy to pay over either. I didn't know. I was just like, I really want to support D. So like, here we go. And I'm glad. But like, how do you even, what would you tell people mm. how to test? Because this is a different freaking world. It's tricky, especially now that gas fees are so high. It's, oh, it's tough. Hard. Okay. I tried because... to buy a real quick. I tried to buy $83 Happy Land gummy bear, Heather, and the gas was $271 oh, no. just now. I'm like, like I know I'm doing oh, no. these atomic zombies right now and I'm selling them at 0.02 ETH, which is about $100. Yeah. But you're paying two to, two, yep. two, $300 to mint them. <laughs> right? Like, it doesn't make sense. But, um, yeah, so that adds a wrinkle to the complexity of it. Of course, what I was mentioning with OpenSea, you could price stuff pretty modestly because you only pay for the initial mint. And then after that, they're all under the same contract if you do that. Hmm. Approach. Um, in which case, you can price... I mean, if you're beginning, you, you can't expect people to buy the stuff for hundreds of dollars, realistically. Right. You know, you're going to want to be priced in probably like 0.01 ETH. And it is tricky right now with the gas fees being where they are. Another thing you could do is you could explore platforms like Tezos, where you use a platform that's called Hick et Nunc. People call it HEN. It's Latin for here and now. Tezos okay. blockchain, minting on Tezos is very, very, very cheap. Pennies. T-E-Z-O-S? You got it, yeah. Okay. The Tezos blockchain is a really great place to begin. Another one that I work with is the Koi Network. And Koi.network, K-O-I-I.network. They use the Arweave blockchain. And uh, the interesting thing with Koi, I'm going to do a little plug here for them. Yeah, do it. The interesting thing with Koi is that their their platform is attention-based, okay? Meaning, those zombies that I make, if you own one and people look at it, you, you earn attention tokens. So they're not mined. The tokens are, create, are rewarded for attention. So those are some <laughs> good platforms to begin on, right? Whoa. Because... Yeah, it's a very interesting concept because basically, it, like people have bought my zombies, these atomic zombies, and then they'll be like, look at my zombie. And if you go and look at it, they actually get rewarded for that. Which is um, so great for you as the creator. Yes. Absolutely. Come on. They're getting right? rewarded to market for you. 100%. I love it. Right? So Koi.network. <sighs> now, Koi.network is new. It's young. It's kind of clunky, kind of slow. Our Weave blockchain uses a form of it's called consensus, where it basically that's how these transactions get approved. Mm-hmm. Um, meaning uh, everyone's witnessing those transactions, and then there's a consensus that the transaction is true, and that's how it gets approved, right? In the case of Arweave, it uses something called gradual consensus. It's a slower process where gradually it spreads the consensus through the community of, blockchain, of the blockchain in order to transact it, which makes it very, very eco-friendly. Hmm. It does very it uses an extremely little amount of energy. Same as Tezos uses very little energy as well. Uh, if you're concerned about the environmental element, those are good alternatives. Interesting. Uh, we might have to talk to Koi and get them on the show. Come on. Awesome. Yeah, they, I'm sure they'd be interested. They're a great group yeah. of people. Uh, but anyway, Community. 
Um, what was I saying? Those are good places to start if the the if you're looking at pricing because on something like Tezos or on on the Coin Network, you can be free to price very modestly because people aren't having to pay a large fee. So on Tezos, you'll often see people selling stuff for like $3, $5, but they might make, say, 100 editions of it. Interesting. Because the fee isn't a barrier. All right. Well, before <laughs> we get into our final question and ask where people connect with you, it's really important for me to ask you this. Um, do you like Walking Dead? I watched about the first five seasons and then the momentum kind of killed, died for me. I don't know what it was. I loved it for the first few seasons. It really hurts my feelings. <laughs> I love Walking Dead so much. I was a zombie seven times in season 10. And so I have I to catch up connected. on it because I hear that season five is the low. There was some kind of writer issue for something like a season or so. Well, I don't, don't want to give spoiler this. alerts, but yeah. Yeah, anyway, I've got to get sorry, back into it. I, real, I loved it. I My wife literally hid behind our couch when she, we watched it. She was so freaked really? out. By it. yeah. I was laughing at her. And she was just like this, like, no. <laughs> no, I, I actually really loved it. For Like I said, for the first four or so seasons, and I don't know what it was. There was some point where it fell off for me, and I just never got yeah. back into there's, it. There's a lot of people like that. We live about two hours from the movie set, and I told my husband, oh, right? I'm like, okay. I am getting on that show. And he goes, no, you won't. And I said, watch me. Uh, Did you? It, yeah, yeah. I was on season 10. I was that a zombie. So That's why I was awesome. asking, because zombies are my life. What? I love them. Um, but where can people connect with you online? And check <laughs> Hold out on your a second. Home? Hold on a second. Hold on a second. on the show? Like, yeah. Do yeah. You, you were a zombie on The Walking Dead. Yes, I, I'll, send you, so I'll send you. I'll send you a cool. pic. I'll send you. Oh, Please. Can I say that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll send this, you. Uh, that is something that, that I do for fun, by the way. I, I did know people, that. So you know, if you ever want me to draw a zombie, I'm going to blow y'all's minds. Here's what's going to happen. <laughs> We're going to maintain a great relationship with you because we are community builders, just like you. Come on. And at some point, when we have a good, modest following, you are going to help make heather a zombie picture and we're gonna mint that shit i'm calling <laughs> it right now i'll mint it on known origin for sure that's no awesome problem. that's awesome Jesus. Uh, All right. Dakon, where can people connect with you online and check out your awesome work well the, the tricky thing of connecting with me is you got to get my name right there's a, there's another d client on twitter who has blocked me because he's been spammed so much by people who think he's me <laughs> no way yeah where because his name is at underscore this is on twitter at underscore d-k-l-e-i-n is his tag yes okay mine i'm looking him up <laughs> is at underscore d-k-l-e-i-n-e -E. E. it's yep. dutch dutch you know dutch people I got know, it but it's actually klein correctly so that's the easiest place to find me because from there you can go to my link tree and find yeah. everything that i'm yeah. doing Check out his art, people. Um, I'm a holder. I love it. Uh, he does good things. He's always tireless, tirelessly uh, putting out some good things. So we're really happy to have you on the show. And what we always do at the very end is we ask a random question from this Ooh. pod deck. Exciting. Um, and I will go ahead and I ask. wasn't prepped and, for this. Now I'm. Yes. It's neither were we. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and if and if you really if you really you know stumble then we'll kick it off to one of us and then we'll come back to you but this one today randomly pulled says whom do you secretly envy <gasps> whom do i secretly envy mm. essentially make it not a secret <laughs> hmm. 
Is it arrogant to say I'm not really the envious type? I don't know. No. Nope. You can say it's at this decline dude without the E. He's <laughs> yeah, getting all my attention. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. That's a good one, Heather. I don't know. Maybe I'm self-absorbed. <laughs> He's in it to win it. It's Heather, what... do you have anyone? That I'm envious of? Mm-hmm. I would I always bring Pink up. I'm so in a good way envious her. She's such a badass and she swings from like things and makes awesome music and doesn't care what people think and has bleach hair and I'm very empathetic and in my feelings and I wish I was as tough as her. Mm, I actually did think of one. Hit it. There's an artist that I've collaborated with. You know, I said the collaboration is really important. His name is Ali Sabet. He is a phenomenal artist. Mm. S-A-B-E-T. And what I'm envious of is if you ever watch him actually draw or paint, it's just so effortless. Like he never has to step back and fix it from what I can tell. He just, he just goes and he can do it while he's talking with people. He'll be like this and be like, yeah, how are you doing? And I'm like, how are you doing that? And there's just such a natural flow to his work. And uh, Rich, I'm sure you would love his work. We did I'll a collaboration. Check it out, on, I wrote it down. On, yeah, we did a collaboration on Known Origin. That's on my gallery. Um, but he's a phenomenal artist and just a wonderful person. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm envious of his skill, his ability to just. F- it looks effortless when he's yeah. drawing or painting. You know. I'll round it out then. I'm for, uh, I'm envious of people who have six packs and don't need to go to the gym. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll be. Do those people exist? Only physically, okay. only physically. Now I am you know, starting to feel like I'm envious of a lot of people. Now. I know. I'm, I'm not in a bad mood now, so wait to end the show. <laughs> I'm envious that you were a zombie on Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Awesome. Well, look, everybody, you know where to find us, right? Heather, where can they find us? You can find us on most social media platforms at NFTs number four newbies, also at Gmail if you have any questions questions, comments. We'll do our very best to get back with you. Thank you guys so much for listening. Take care.